Today on Melanated Conversations, we amplify the voice of Karen Brown. Karen is the creator and owner of LOL Labor of Love Bakery. Karen provides custom designed cakes, cupcakes, and other sweet treats for all occasions. Whether it's a layered or tiered cake, butt or sheet cake, she strives to be the bakery of choice for the DFW area. In today's chat, Karen shares her personal story of transformation from career changes and personal struggles to turning her passion of baking into a full-fledged business. Karen also shares how God's timing, her faith, and a little help from a viral social media post set things into motion for her. Listen in as we chat with Karen Brown. Welcome to Melanated Conversations, our narrative and our perspective. Here on the podcast, we are amplifying the voices of Black women and sharing their powerful stories of transformation. I'm Tarian. And I'm Yana. Let's start the show. To another episode of Melanated Conversations, I'm your co-host, Tarian. And I'm your co-host, Yana. Uh, we've got a very special treat for you guys today. Um, I'm super excited about the guests that we have. We're interviewing Miss Karen Brown of Labor of Love Baking Company. This is going to be so much fun. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Yana, you got anything else to say real quick before no, we... No, I'm excited. Um, y'all, y'all already know I love... I talk about this all the time. I love food. I love to eat. And yes. I've... I've been one of the fortunate ones to partake in our special guest today's treats. Yes. Um, so I'm glad that we have her on the show. So welcome, Karen. Yes, welcome, Karen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I've heard all of the wonderful things about your treats. I cannot wait to get my hands my mouth <laughs> on the goodness okay um but without further ado y'all know how we do we always start with a round of rapid fire questions uh yana and i will participate in this karen as well so awesome are you ready? ready yes right. i am take it away oh, y'all. well first question i have since we're talking about treats and cakes and cookies and everything in between mm-hmm. um, I, I have to ask this question. Would you rather give up cake forever or ice cream forever? Oh, that's easy. I give up <laughs> ice cream forever. I don't eat ice cream. <laughs> oh, you don't I, eat ice I cream mean, at all? Well, I guess I've grown out of it. I used to eat ice cream as a kid, but it wasn't like my ultimate favorite, like, like diehard food that I had to have. Cake was always at the top. If you had a scoop of ice cream on the side, it had to be strawberry for me. But that's about it. I don't even eat ice cream now as an adult. I don't. I don't even buy it. <laughs> wow, I, I'm, so, not yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Can I answer? Oh gosh. Okay, because I love ice cream. I love. Cho- okay, I love chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream because I'm a cookie dough fanatic. Yes. Um, and I know they tell you not to eat the cookie dough, but I I love me some cookie dough. Um, well, you gotta eat the cookie dough. What? Okay, thank you. No. Karen, that's, it's official. Karen says we gotta eat the cookie dough, and we gotta eat the cookie dough. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's look. That's one of my top five as a child was the because that was I would just take the cookie dough out of the ice cream. Yes. <laughs> no, you got to eat the cookie dough. 
<laughs> okay, good to know. Good to know. Um, I'm going to say, man, because I feel like you still just have a better variety of cakes and, mm-hmm. and things. So I'm going with with cake. You give it I, up? I, I, no, no, no. I, I'm giving up ice cream. Plus ice cream, even though I I do love ice cream, but me and ice cream have a love hate relationship, especially when it comes uh, to, my, to my stomach. So mm-hmm. cake. I'm eating cake. I'm giving up ice cream. Yeah. Well, I'm stuck in the middle. I don't want to choose. <laughs> <laughs> no, this comes from the person who my aunt, my aunt Carolyn, who my friends refer to as Aunt Cake. Um, she used to always bake me or make me um, ice cream cakes because I love them both mm. so much equally. Fair. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I can't choose. But I mean, oh, gosh. I mean, but you know, cake is cake is more. I'm going to go with cake only on the basis because it's more accessible and yeah. um, I want to say durable. That's not the word, but you can eat it at any time. You can save it. You know, ice cream you can't just have sitting out, right? You know, you can keep your bit, but you know. <sighs> gosh, but I need a little cake with my ice cream. And look, right? <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Right. So we're, we're making choices here. These are hard choices. These are hard mm-hmm. life decisions. But Karen, you make you make cake. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna roll with cake today. <laughs> yeah. Three for cake. Three for cake. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do another one more round. Okay. Mm-hmm. My next question: Would you rather lose your sense of taste or your sense of smell? Oh wow! You kind of. Yeah, that's a weird question because actually they go hand in hand. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, oh, I'd have to say taste. I, no, I'm sorry. I would. I would rather lose my sense of smell mm-hmm. um, because of the fact that there are. Well, no, because it goes both ways. I was going to say I don't have to smell the stuff that smells nasty, but if I know what I'm eating, I know what it's supposed to taste like. And I will mm-hmm. still enjoy it. For your, your first sense to draw you in is your sense of smell. Yeah. And then the taste follows. But if I'm only eating stuff that I know, I know how it tastes, especially if it's stuff that I make, I, I'm, I'm good with just tasting it. I don't have to smell it. Mm. If you're sick and your nose stuffed up, you ain't smelling nothing. So you still have to rely on your sense of taste. That is true. To, that to is- enjoy. So, yeah, I think I would rather lose my sense of smell. Okay, I I'm, 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 I, I stand with Karen. Uh, I don't want to lose either. Uh, either. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I would probably, I'd probably go the same route. I rather lose my sense of smell. Yeah. So I can't smell them fresh baked cakes and cookies. But you know what uh, it oh, tastes like when you put it in your mouth. Ooh. You know what it tastes like because it it lasts. It it's it some something about like it it heightens more of what's going on in your body when you taste it because you you know it goes into your mouth. You chew it. You savor it. There's more enjoyment when you taste. It, the smell is just the the initial get you there, but that taste. Well, mm. Listen here, <laughs> I haven't I love eaten it. yet. So y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. All right, yeah, I'm right there with y'all. Um, you know, even though they're pretty, they go hand in hand. 
Mm-hmm. But if if I'm gonna lose one one or the other, um, I just I guess I'm at, I'm gonna have to forego being able to smell anything. I'd rather be able to taste it all day long. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with taste. I'm gonna keep my sense of sense of taste. That's it. Awesome. Well, thank you for playing along, Karen. Absolutely. <laughs> All Mm -hmm. right, we're actually going to segue into the reason why we have you here. Um, We want to hear more about you and um, Labor of Love and um, all the great work that you're doing. And um, just, yeah, I just want to, I'm excited to learn more about, you know, how you got started in, you know, the business that you're doing and just Mm -hmm. sharing your story as an entrepreneur. So, Kind of as we kick things off, can you share a little bit first about, you know, you, what's your origin story? Who is Karen Brown? Who is Karen Brown? Who? All right. Well, <laughs> uh, gosh, I don't want to make this a long story. So just a snapshot. Um, I was uh, born and raised in New York, New York City, to be exact, um, back in the 70s. Um, I always say I love that time period just because, and not any reflection on where we're living now, but back then it was all about, more about family. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning that, um, you know, I, I, I did grow up um, the beginning part of my life with a two-parent home. Um, I have a, a younger brother. He's only about 15 months younger than I, so I'm the oldest. And it was just cool times. Like um, I actually was listening to, the last podcast y'all posted, I'm really bad about taking time to really look at things. So I happened to be listening to it right before I came on. And one of the questions was about uh, what would you do if you, uh, what the, the rapid fire question was, would you rather be by yourself for a year or stuck, you know, stuck by yourself with your kids with nothing, no, you know, no modern things to do and stuff like that or to entertain them. So yeah. I really thought about that question and I was like, you know, I'm at that age where, uh, and I think, I don't know if it was you, Terry and Ariana that mentioned about, you know, the different, or I think actually the person you interviewed mentioned about the different games we used to play growing up. And those are the kinds of things that came to mind. I almost got nostalgic. I'm like, look, I grew up in the, in the inner city. So we used to play tag. We used to play, you know, hide and go seek, freeze, all these, like, they were probably just made up games that just to, to keep us motivated. And they were always involved being outside and active. So like when I think about my childhood, I don't remember a whole lot of details, but I remember those kinds of things, mm-hmm. you know, and some days, even at my age now, I wish we could go back to some of those simpler times. Yeah. And so, you know, so growing up was, was real, really about more of that family connection. Um, also growing up, I spent a lot of time with my grandmother and my great grandmother. And so with those two uh, powerful women in our family, uh, they kind of instilled what comes out of me today. You know, my great grandmother actually was a baker. Uh, and she, I used to love watching her, you know, be, be in the kitchen, period. I used to be at the end of the counter on a little high chair or whatever and just watch, mm-hmm. you know, because I was always too little t- to participate or, you know, to help and be hands on. And my grandmother was just, such a a joy to be around. I I miss her even to this day. Uh, She passed back in the eighties. So, um, so that's where I think it all started for me when it came to the love of baking. 
my grandmother actually was a cook, uh, not so much a baker. So, you know, I kind of got both sides because I do love to cook, but I prefer to bake. Um, and then, of course, uh, growing up, I spent a, a lot of time around my grandfather, which for me and my generation was kind of rare because he worked all the time. My grandmother never worked. And so she was an at-home mom, raised seven kids. So I have, you know, seven aunts and uncles. Well, no, six. One is my mother, obviously. <laughs> so, you know, I, you know, I got a chance to really spend a lot more time around him. Um, and he actually picked up the baking side. Um, my grandmother didn't, but he did because he spent a lot of time with my great-grandmother. And that was like his heart. And so, cause I don't think he was really close to his side of the family. So he kind of took on a lot of the stuff from my grandmother's side. So with him, he used to make homemade pound cakes all the time. And like, you know, I didn't, it was either with ice cream. My, my, uh, somebody was talking, oh, Yana, you were talking about the ice cream. I remember my grandfather used to make just regular traditional pound cake every, at any chance he'd get, he'd always have one in the house. And my grandmother had the idea of taking, um, we used to buy the, the, the ones in the paper cart and Briars still does it a, a lot. And I think that's the brand we used to eat all the time. She would take it oh, and she right. would cut slices of ice cream. So they look like, you know, like, you know how it's almost shaped like a loaf because it's that <laughs> rectangular shape. Yeah. So she would cut it in rectangles and she would scoop it out and put it between two slices of pound cake. Man, man. Uh -huh. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm telling you, I was just like in total heaven. That is, was like the best come. You got homemade pound cake and your favorite flavor of ice cream, uh, like a, a, a loaf size slice in between. It was like the, it was heaven, heaven in a bowl. I was just like, this, this is life for me. And that's the kind of stuff I remember growing up. So uh, we ended up, um, leaving New York when I was 13. Um, we moved to Orlando, Florida. Uh, that's actually where I spent majority of my life. Uh, went through high school and all of that good stuff and, and college there. But while I was there, um, I, I always like to start making my own cake. So when I was little, I would, I actually got a chance to, you know, start making my own cakes as a kid, but my mom wasn't really into the from scratch kind of deal. And I didn't have any recipes or learn how to do any of that until much later. So mine was actually box cakes, you know, that I started with um, doing it in a bowl and, you know, just mixing it up by hand, you know, old school, really. Um, it wasn't until we moved to Florida. Um, I was a teenager, obviously, at this time. And I think it was when I was 15 or 16. I always say 16. I think it was 16. Um, my mom bought me my first KitchenAid. So uh, that was, and I actually still have it to this day and it still works. <laughs> so uh, plug in for KitchenAid. Um, that was my first, my, my, yeah. Right. So my first introduction to really like taking it serious. And that's when I started doing different recipes, you know, and, and I think one of the questions you guys had on the email was about, you know, how did I, you know, what kind of recipes was it something passed down or something I created? Um, at this point in time, uh, my mind doesn't work that way. <laughs> I can be totally honest with that. Um, I just always used to love trying different recipes and cookbooks. So I have a library of cookbooks that I use as references. Um, I think as I grew to learn more about baking, I ended up, you know, just 
tweaking things as you learn. Like my grandmother was really good at researching, you know, how to, uh, how to work recipes in your favor. So there's different hacks that there are out there for those that cook and bake, you know, for baking it's, you know, what you have to have at room temperature, you know, this and that temperature is a big thing for baking. Um, measurement is huge for baking because it's just like chemistry. It's just, everything has to be perfect to the point to get that perfect cake, that perfect texture, all of that moisture, you know, all of that good stuff. So my grandmother used to print out like different things and different recipes for me and have little indexes at the bottom. Like you must do this, you know, if you want it to turn out like this, you have to do this. So she was really good about that. So a a combination of all those things kind of got me to where I was baking all the time, you know, just trying different recipes and I love cake. So, and I'll try any flavor, any combination, you know, I look at different cooking shows or baking shows and, see what other people are doing. And it's like, Oh, I wonder how I could do that. And if it's something that I like to eat, I want to try to make it myself. So that's kind of all the little tidbits of who I am and how, you know, I was brought up to kind of get to this point and my love for baking. Awesome. When did you, um, when did you move to Texas? Okay. So, uh, so uh, I would say, let's see. So in a nutshell, I had gotten married in 2004. Um, I was only married for four years. Uh, I had separated from my now ex-husband in 2008. Um, by then, in the, while I was married, my mother, actually, I, I should, let me put this back. My mother moved to Texas in 2003, uh, the year I got engaged. And of course she was, you know, we've never actually lived apart, like in a different state. We were always in the same area. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course I was dating and, and gotten serious with a guy at the time that she was thinking about moving. Um, so she, you know, God uprooted her from Florida and moved her to Texas. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like why Texas? We don't have, we didn't have any family, really any family there. I think I had a godmother who was living in Texas at the time, but that was it. And so, but she felt led to move there. And this was the year I actually got engaged. So she looked at me and she was like, I want you to come with me. I'm like, are you crazy? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then of course I'm in this relationship and, you know, and for me to even consider that type of thing, I was like, I have somebody else that's in my life right now. So at that time, that answer was a no. So I got married the next year. Marriage lasted about four years. In 2008, I separated from my ex-husband. And guess where I ended up? (laughs) Right here. (laughs) I packed up whatever I could pack up in my car. I didn't have much money because I wasn't really, I was in between jobs at the time too. So I didn't have much saved and I didn't have much income. And it was one of those things where I, I was just, it was just time for me to just leave and, you know, I did my, I did what I had to do as far as praying. We went through counseling and all that, not to get into that part. But the end story was that God was able to remove me from that situation. You know, it wasn't harmful or anything, but it just wasn't what he had for me and mm-hmm. or for him. And so I got in my car, packed up. It took me two days, but I ended up in Texas on the 27th day of November, 2008, it was Thanksgiving day. And I'll never forget it because Thanksgiving is a big holiday for me. I love Thanksgiving because it's that family holiday that nothing else matters but being with family. 
And if food is involved and dessert table is involved, that's all that I, I'm all about it. But I totally missed Thanksgiving that year. Because by the time I got into Texas and into, my mom was living in Plano at the time. Um, I got in at about seven-ish, eight o'clock-ish that evening. So, so I had totally missed the holiday. Mm. And so it was, it, was, it was a very traumatic moment for me. I cried the whole time here, you know, driving here. And I drove by myself. Um, which I had never done in my life. And I love to drive, but that I had never done before. So I drove by myself, took two days because I stopped and, um, and stayed overnight in Alabama, I believe, and then continued the next day. And I ended up coming here. Uh, and I've been here ever since. It's been going on 11 years now. So, ah, um, so I'm curious to know, once you made that transition here to Texas, what was life like for you? Cause that's a, that's a huge, like not really having, not having family except for your mom here at this point, um, you really being connected to family and all those things. And then you're going through a divorce and all of that. Like, what was that transition like for you, um, before we, you know, you started to transition into, um, labor, the labor of love baking company. Okay. Um, so just a, a quick background. Um, I actually, so as far as job wise, when I, I, when I went to college, when I was um, living in Florida, I graduated from University of Florida with a bachelor's of arts degree with Spanish as a second language. Now there's no real big story behind that. It was just how I can graduate and get out of school. It was that kind of, you know, situation. Cause I actually went to college going pre-med. Um, I've always had a passion for healthcare and, and getting into that field. Um, but when I was in school, I just wasn't focused enough to follow it through. So I changed my major, like not even halfway through, it was a little more than halfway through, I had to change my major. And so uh, the only thing I can think of at that time with a, making a rash decision was I love the Spanish language. Um, and so, and growing up around it, starting from my time in New York, and I was always around, you know, people, Latin people. So I love the music, the food, the language, all of it. And so when I was in college, I changed my major to um, Spanish as a second language. And I was able to complete my coursework and everything and graduate back in 96. And so um, from there, I didn't know what I wanted to do because changing it, I really had no thought as to what I was going to use it for. Um, I thought, well, maybe I can go into teaching, but I never really considered, you know, coursework leading into education. Um, I thought about being an interpreter, but I'm like, but in what fashion, what area? There's so many different industries and stuff like that. So it took me a minute to figure out what I wanted to do. So the first thing I did was I went into the food industry since that is part of my passion, whether it's cooking or baking. At the time, that passion wasn't really defined because I love to cook as well. So uh, my first job out of college was working for Disney. I worked in their uh, food and beverage department. I even became a trainer and everything. Um, and more and more, I started to you know really try to decide, you know maybe I should go into cooking, which is totally unrelated to anything I went to school for. So it just kind of boggled my mind that, okay, this is what's happening now. So I worked for Disney for a few years. That was a great experience. Um, after Disney, I actually went into working for a couple of other restaurants and actually they were high profile restaurants. So the first restaurant I ended up working for was Wolfgang Pucks. 
Um, he had a restaurant in on Disney property. And so I worked for his restaurant for about three years. And the funny thing was about that, that's how I got introduced to baking for a living. Um, I actually worked in the pastry department in that restaurant and was under uh, a high, not a high profile chef. I think she is now because she's got her own show and all of that. Um, he had a, a pastry chef at the time that was really had no problem pouring into those that worked under her. Mm-hmm. And so I worked for her the last year and a half or so that I was there um, and really got some good teaching and, and guidance on being a baker, you know, and different things that you can make and stuff like that. Cause she had such a passion for it as well. Um, so I think that's where it kind of spurred on. Um, after I left Wolfgang, I worked for Emeralds. Uh, he, his restaurant, he had opened up at Universal Studios. So I left Disney property and went to Universal Studios and worked for Emeralds for, it was almost under a year. I wasn't there very long. So I was actually in school at the time. Because mm-hmm. in the between trying to work and all of that and figure stuff out, I actually went back to school. Uh, I ended up uh, going to school for medical assisting. So while I was doing that, I was working for Emeralds. So once I graduated and got my degree, I got an AS degree in medical assisting. I actually came out of food and went into healthcare. Um, it was one of the best decisions of my life because I totally loved it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I knew that this is where I was supposed to be. So I was a medical assistant in Florida for well, almost five years. And at that time, um, probably in the fifth year, I was starting to, uh, I guess, feel like I needed something more or something different. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily out of healthcare, but I wanted to find ways to make more income because I was married at the time. Uh, we were having financial issues and stuff like that. And um, I had actually transitioned out of healthcare for a minute to work for a business consultant because, you know, at that time, people were trying to be entrepreneurs. So they were like, oh, well, you can, you know, have your own thing. You can sell insurance. You could do this. You can do that. And so yeah. I was interested in learning more about it. Um, so I had a little taste of that, but that didn't pan out at all. So I'm like, okay, this was a wrong turn. <laughs> but, you know, I learned some things. So in trying to transition back into healthcare, that was my transition period where I wasn't working. But that was also the same year me and my husband had major issues and it wasn't working out. And I had to pray about what my next move was. And so that's when God uprooted me and moved me to Texas. And of course, I wasn't working. So I come here to Texas. And um, that first year was a challenge because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. Um, I'm in a new state that mm-hmm. have different rules. Yeah. <laughs> so in trying to even look at, you know, I try to go back into medical assisting here in Texas but of course, the requirements of what uh, you are needing to actually work in the state of Texas was very different than Florida. And so I would have had to get certified here in this state. And my mind was just not where I needed it to be to study and, and take that certification test here. And so um, I ended up getting a job at Walgreens. It's my first job here. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, my dad was like, look, you need a job. You're not making any money. Because I was being particular about where I wanted to work. Yeah. You know, like I was being like, well, I got to be in this field or I got to be in this. But every time I applied for medical, medical assisting jobs, of course, that requirement about being certified kept closing the door on me. I'm like, man, I really don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Which I knew I had to. I just didn't have the motivation to do it. So I ended up uh, working at Walgreens. It was close to where I was living. 
and um, started working there as a head photo tech. Now, I must tell you, my store manager at the time, he was, you know, military, you know, man, you know, real hard, real structured and everything. And everybody was scared of him until I came along. <laughs> everybody used to warn me, You're like, you have to be aware of this man. He's so hard. He's so tough. I said, okay, all right. I, I took heed to what people said, but I realized that, you know, it's, it's his temperament. It's how he runs his store. Mm-hmm. If you do what he tells you to do, you know, you'll do fine. And so I had no problems with my store manager. <laughs> but when I, when I was being interviewed by him, he, we had a long conversation and he was just trying to get to the bottom of where I was at that time. You know, where my mind was at because he looked at my resume and he was like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I don't know. I need a job. (laughs) So, you know, uh, I told him my aspirations. I still wanted to get back into healthcare at some point. And so that's when he started talking to me about pharmacy. And he was like, you know, you're more apt for that, but, you know, I don't have any openings for that right now. And I was like, look, I'll take whatever you have for me. And so he had a position open in the photo tech department. I started there. I actually became head photo tech there. Um, while I was there. Um, And then with him putting that seed in about pharmacy, I said, well, let me look into that and see. And sure enough, you know, I caught the bug and I'm like, that's still healthcare. And that's something that's interesting to me. So I was like, let me look more into it. And so happened at that time, Walgreens helped people um, study for the test to be a certified pharmacy technician. So I went through the program. I actually passed the test on the first time around and they helped pay for it and everything. And so I became a registered pharmacy tech in training. Now here I am faced with, okay, so now I'm in Walgreens store. I asked Mr. My, my store manager, I was like, hey, you know, can I use, can I still stay at this store and possibly do my training here? Well, he did the best that he could, but he really didn't have any positions open. And around this time, this was actually right after 9-11. And so, of course, the financial climate and economy changed at that time. So Walgreens, just like any other business or company at that time, was going through major changes. And they were making cuts and laying off and, you know, restructuring the, their, their business model and hierarchy of positions because, you know, the, the economy is, was such in a bad shape that if you, if you weren't going to close and, 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 and and claim bankruptcy, you had to make, you know, certain budget cuts and stuff like that. So at the time, right at the time I finished and got uh, registered as a pharmacy technician, Walgreens restructured and would had a hiring freeze for one and two, they were limiting, you know, as far as positions for pharmacy technicians. So I had no choice but to leave. So um, I was a pharmacy technician for a couple of years, worked for different pharmacies. And the last pharmacy I worked at, I won't say the last one. So let me say I worked for two different pharmacies while I was a pharmacy technician. Well, to get back to the question about baking, (laughs) there's always potlucks whenever you're in like a call center environment because I left retail and went into a call center environment for my pharmacy uh, career. And so every potluck I was making something. And so, of course, it, you know, anytime people had a list going around, everybody would sign up for everything else and there would probably be nothing, barely for desserts. If it was, people was like, they're bringing cookies or cupcakes or whatever. And I noticed that people kept buying store-bought stuff. I'm like, y'all, this is nasty. <laughs> so I started making cakes for the potlucks. 
I started making cakes. And so like after a while, it got known that I was making cake. Now, at the time, I was still kind of delving in box cake at the time. I wasn't, still, I wasn't doing it from scratch yet. But it didn't matter because people couldn't believe how good it tasted. So I was like, okay. So I kind of stared away from it and was kind of trying out different recipes. So it started off one with a uh, banana. It was a banana pudding cheesecake. Oh, I had made my it goodness. one time. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have made it because uh, cheesecake actually, and it'll probably be a question on here. So let me answer it now. So I'd have to say cheesecake is my ultimate favorite dessert. <sighs> it is my weakness. And coming from it's New York. It's in my chair when you say it. Cheesecake is my favorite, favorite, favorite dessert of all yeah. time. So let's talk and about so, it. Um, not, to, not to cut you off. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. So we thank you for sharing that and, you know, sharing that whole journey because, you know, yeah. although you, I like the fact that you, you know, shared it all, not just like, you know, you yeah. worked in the food industry uh, mm-hmm. for some time and, you know, your path diverted a little bit, but it was still something that was aligned with, you know, mm-hmm. I guess it's, it's this thing of, you know, we have to be open to kind of what God has lined for us. And it might mm-hmm. not sometimes look like, like the straight line thing. So mm-hmm. it's interesting how even like different things that played into the dynamic, dynamic of your story um, how it all cultivated to, you know, you getting to this space now. Yeah, which right. is, let's talk about these blessed hands that you have. <laughs> uh, you, I know you, you're, you were getting ready to kind of allude to um, some of the, the cakes that you started. One in particular, the red velvet mm-hmm. cheesecake, which y'all, I'm going to let her talk. I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to let y'all finish. <laughs> I just want to let the people know that like <laughs> y'all. I'm no here thinking about like she made a cake for my mother-in-law for her birthday. Um, her birthday was Valentine's Day, but we celebrated a week prior. And first of all, Karen was so gracious. I called her the week of because you know we we try, we, we put this this party together kind of you know last minute, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I need a cake. And and she, I mean, she got on it within what, two or three days. She turned it around. Oh, wow. And, and when I say y'all, <laughs> like, I, I'm not lying. Like, that cake, everybody at the party, and we'll have, I'll have my family, you know, to chime in um, in the comments or, or to give <laughs> back because they were just like, Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> like, where did you find her? <laughs> when 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 Yana was telling me about your cakes um, the other day, and I was like, my mouth is over here drooling. I'm upset. <laughs> I have not had any of these cakes yet. Why did why am I not knowing about Karen? Like, what in the world? I'm looking through your website. I'm like, every cake look delicious and moist and I was like I need this in my life right now (laughs) oh my goodness so I have not even tasted your cakes yet and you know your work speaks for you clearly speaks for you thank you man 
You I'm, I'm very <laughs> upset right now that I have not I had wanna, I'm just saying, y'all don't want to lose your sense of taste because when I say <laughs> you, you, you became, well, you became family that day. They were like, we don't know her, but she family. She invited all our I people. felt it too when I did uh, <laughs> I felt it totally. <laughs> My awesome. mother-in-law was so, she was so happy and um, she loved the cake. And, you know, she lives in Arkansas. And we had a little, um, it's, it's surprisingly, we had some cake left over. Actually, she, oh she had cut some pieces in the middle. She was like, well, everybody's talking. I'm about to put some cake to the side because I need to <laughs> come back home with me. And uh-huh. she, they left and they forgot the cake. And they were, <gasps> they were like oh, no. out of Greenville, which is probably like, what, 45 an hour? Yeah. Did her. she turn back? No, she was begging to turn around, but they didn't turn around. Oh, so told, oh no. Like, I just need you to please just freeze the cake until we come back. <laughs> just freeze the cake. I was like, Mom, we, we'll, we'll have Karen make you another cake. It's okay. We'll right. Have- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. Oh. Yes, yes. So, yeah, speaking of the red velvet cheesecake. Um, that actually was going to be the next thing. So that was a good lead in. Thank you, Yana. <laughs> <laughs> because after the banana pudding cheesecake, it actually, where a coworker, after tasting it for me, making it as a potluck, ordered one for the team that she was on and uh, she offered to pay for it. And I was like, no, I'll just make it because it wasn't about the money for me. It was just, that's what I love to do. And so, but she would, wouldn't have it. So she gave me money to, for the supplies and everything. And I made her a cake and she shared it with her team. Well, then I had another coworker who um, asked me for a, a red velvet cheesecake. I actually had not made one for this group before, but that's what she requested. So I was like, okay, let me, let me put this together. So of course I do my research when it comes to recipes and things that people ask me to make because that's basically how the whole business is run really pretty much most of the stuff that you see on the website is something somebody requested me to make and so I had to figure out how to put it together I don't necessarily like to copy anybody so a lot of the stuff that I do I'll look and research I'll take different recipes and see what people different people used And then I come to decide, okay, well, I don't like to use this ingredient. Let me switch it out and do so. I won't necessarily say I create recipes, but I modify them to the things that I like to use and how I like my cake to come out based on my practice and and how I've done different recipes. So with the red velvet cheesecake, the cheesecake is kind of simple to make. And then I think a lot of it why my stuff may taste different than somebody else's is what you put in it. And I'm not just just talking ingredients. I think if you have patience, if you have love for what you do and passion, all of that comes out into what you create. And so that's the only way I can describe why, you know, you can eat my red velvet cheesecake and be like, OMG, but Cheesecake Factory makes the same cake. It may not be the exact same recipe, but putting it together, it's the same thing. And I had one of my best friends say, uh, yeah, no, yours is nothing compared. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I don't know why, but you know, it's just, that's what it is. And then I've just come to know that no two bakers are the same, you know? Yeah. So you can do the same recipe exactly the same and it'll come out totally different. So 
what ended up happening, that coworker who ordered the red velvet cheesecake, I, I think I was off that day because I was still working. I was off that day, but I delivered it to her at the job because she didn't live close. So the job was kind of in between. So I dropped it off for her and I told her, keep this in the refrigerator. Do not open it. I get home. My phone started blowing up. I said, what is going on? I look, I had like at least 20 plus notifications that I, I had gotten on Facebook. So I go wow. on Facebook. A mutual coworker of ours created a post <laughs> with a picture of a slice of cake on a plate. And a, I think, she, I don't, can't remember if she had, she probably had a picture of the whole cake and then a cake of, uh, a picture of the slice. And she tagged me in the post. The reason why my phone blew up is because she tagged me stating that I had made this particular cake. She had forced the coworker to cut her a slice because she wanted to try it. She took a picture and that was all she wrote. Wow. Everybody was commenting on the post. Oh my God. Oh my God. Save me a slice. I want that cake. Oh, blah, blah, blah. so, and this was back in, uh, what is this? 20, it was 20, six, yeah, 16, 16, yeah, I think it was 2016, something like that. Um, no, I think it was 20, yeah, it was 2016 and, uh, November. And this was like a week or two before Thanksgiving when this post came up. And of course, everybody was going crazy over this cake and over this picture. So of course me being tagged, she kept saying, you need to hit up my girl. You need to hit up my friend, blah, blah, blah. She makes it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I ended up, uh, since people were actually reaching out to me to make one, I had to make a decision. So the, and I'll just put this out there because it's not a secret. So the girl that originally ordered it wanted to pay me for the cake as well. I kept telling her, no, she was like, no, I'm paying you for this cake and you're taking this money. I said, okay, <laughs> so she was like, cause you gotta, you know, buy the supplies and everything. I said, okay, fine. So she gave me $20 for, for me to make the cake. And it was a decent, it was a, a standard eight inch size. So I made the cake, she gave me $20, blah, blah, blah. So here we are on Facebook with this post. I said, okay, if this many people want it, I said, with Thanksgiving coming up, I said, I will put it to the test. I said, I offered to make it for anybody for $20. Mm -hmm. I made 20 of them for Thanksgiving. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's how many requests I got at 20 bucks a pop because people was like, you crazy. 20 bucks for this cake. Now I later went on to uh, Cheesecake Factory because they're my reference since they actually make that cake. Mm -hmm. They charge close to 40 bucks for that cake, almost 50, depending on the size for that cake. I wow. was charging 20 bucks for the same size. So of course everybody flocked in and I told, and I prayed and I was like, okay, God, if this is all you, I said, you know, please guide me on this because I, I needed to be uh, somewhat professional about it because I won. I wasn't running a business at the time. That may yeah. not be good to admit at this point, but that's what it was. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, it made sense because if it wasn't a business, me charging $20 was, was not, you know, was just to cover the materials for me to make it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, you know, I ordered packaging. I ordered um, I create, I, I, did I have a label? I think I might've even created a label of some kind to put on top of it and everything like that. And I pumped out 20 plus of those 
for Thanksgiving and then a few trickled in after some for Christmas that same year. So I told God, I said, if I pull this, if we pull this off, <laughs> if, if I can actually see me doing this, I said, I will do something more with it. Cause everybody kept telling me, Oh, well, you should create a business. You should start a business. You're so good. And I would just chuck it up. And this had been happening for years that people would tell me this. And I would just put it at the back of my mind. Oh, that's not what I want to do. I just, I love the bank. That's all. But for some reason, this time was like that time, you know, yeah. because it was not my desire to create a business. It was his. It was his to say, this is what I want you to do. And that red velvet case started it. <laughs> well, and I was going to ask you if you had you ever had an, a desire to ever um, start uh-uh. a business, which that's that's no, crazy. Ma'am. Especially seeing how, <laughs> especially saying how like and Yana kind of alluded to this earlier. Mm-hmm. Where you see like the, the kind of the full circleness of it, right? You're in Florida, and then you're working for Disney, and you're getting access to all these different big names, mm-hmm. Emerald and Wolfgang, and you're getting this experience, mm-hmm. um, not even knowing down the line you would have your I'm own. Right yeah, mm-hmm. it would come right back, and how God was prepping you for this very moment, mm-hmm. um, and you kind of already started sharing with us about your transition, but was it like after the the whole Thanksgiving Red Velvet Cheesecake post viralness, was that like the moment, like after that moment, it was like, okay, like I, this has been successful. I, I think for sure, like I want to go ahead and go in this direction. Um, and then, and then the follow-up to that is then how was that transition? Um, going from working, you know, uh, you were in the call center. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes working um, in a call center to going in and, you know, working for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then how has that experience been for you? Oh my goodness. Uh, so for the first part of the question, um, I had asked God to show me clearly during the viralness part of it, you know, because, uh, I didn't understand why it was happening at that particular time, but because it was, I'm like, okay, God, you're going to have to help me here because, you know, I, I felt a sense of excitement and motivation with just even that part happening and being able to even pump out that much and one, have the quality be the same in each one. And, you know, cause I don't, I wanted to keep it intimate and personal because for me, when it comes to baking is more than just making a cake because it has to do with the person that I'm making it for my, my passion for baking in general, you know, but it, the person that I'm making for is involved in how the cake comes out, you know, because it's a part of them in the cake. It's not my, just my creativity or whatever comes out of me. It's my relationship with the person and it could be a total stranger. But what I had tried to do was learn something about that person and not to be stalkish, but like on Facebook, you know, there are people who reach out to me on Facebook to request a cake and they don't know me from Adam. They just see my posts and they visit my business page. Um, but when a person approaches me, I, I, I do my research. I look, you know, at the person's profile. I look and see, you know, what, what we're working with, because if I don't know you personally, I can't, it's hard for me to create something that is for you. You know, because the it does the cake should not really just reflect me and reflects the person that's ordering it or for who it is ordered for. So, 
you know, with everything, as far as the transition, me pumping out that many cakes at one time, God showed me that I could do it because I didn't know what I was capable of until I actually did it. So it wasn't until like a couple of weeks. So that was Thanksgiving. So three weeks after that, I'm sitting here trying to think of a name for the business. Like I, 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 I followed my promise because I told him, if I pull this off, I will do whatever you want me to do. And if it was to create a business surrounding my passion for baking, I, I told him I promised I would do it. And the fact that I was able to do that with the red velvet cheesecake and pump them all out in order and organize myself, I said, oh, geez. <laughs> So I kept my promise and, you know, I I went through the process of creating the name, which uh, my sister friend helped me with because she's better with words. Nothing I created actually was everything I I thought of somebody already had. Yeah. So here's here's my sister friend. She goes, this is how the name came about. She told me write down, you know, how you feel about baking. Like what what how does it make you feel and all this trying to get, you know, I guess something ideas from me as far as what she can try to put together. So I did, I gave her a little blurb, you know, I just told her about my passion, how long I've been baking and how it started. And she came back to me and she was like, this is what I came up with. And one of the, she had like, LOL. And then she had in front of these labor of love and bakery and all this. And I said, OMG. I said, and then what hit me was, you know, back then, you know, it's not that many years ago, but it's enough that I started using abbreviations on Facebook. And my favorite one is LOL. And so for her to come up with that, I was like, that's it. And then, of course, with LOL, labor of love, it all goes together. Yeah. You know, so I, I just put it all in one. So it's LOL, labor of love bakery is the full name of the business. And I couldn't, I couldn't have come up with anything better than that because it sums up everything that involves my passion and love for it. And people, when they taste the cake, they, you know, they even say, looking at the name, they're like, yeah, we can see that. <laughs> you know, so, and of course, when I started it, name and went to the, you know, city clerk and got every, all my paperwork done. Um, I was still working full time. Uh, so I did not uh, transition fully because it was just starting. I had no idea how I was really beginning. So it was kind of a day to day thing. So I'm here working full time as a pharmacy tech still in a call center environment and trying to see how this business was going to run. Um, I'm not, I didn't have any education as far as business and anything. So I really had to buckle down and, you know, look online and, you know, really gather up some, some resource material to try and figure it out. But of course, the, whole, the first three years while I was working and trying to do the business, it basically ran with people just requesting things. So after the red velvet cheesecake, I believe uh, it was a Oreo cake that was requested. Um, so that ended up on the menu. And then the next thing was the crazy strawberry shortcake cheesecake, the one with the crumbles on the outside. That was another one. So like people ask me, well, how does it, uh, people just, re- they tag me and post, Hey, can you make me this? Okay. I'll make my, my rendition of it. Like I tell people, I said, I don't copycat if I can help it unless that's what you want me to do. But most of the time I always, it always comes out in in labor of love fashion <laughs> however yeah. however god gives it to me that's how you get it uh, i love so, that the people like make suggestions like hey can you make me this and you're like 
I'll see what I can do and throw something. Exactly. You know, that's so that's, cool. That's the bulk of it. I mean, you know, and then year three, um, to answer the second part of the question, um, my last job um, as a pharmacy technician, I, I love my job. Don't get me wrong. It, it wasn't that I, I was stressed or anything, even though I think towards the end, I, I pretty much was, but um, it wasn't anything that I wasn't willing to do because I, I still have a passion for healthcare and for, for people in general. So I think I was, I, I knew that I was where I, I wanted to be at that time. But I think, uh, I think it was like September, end of September, early October, I came back from uh, a trip that I usually take for my birthday month. I went back to work and I realized that things weren't the same. Like, like it was like night and day from the time before I went on my trip and then I came back. I'm stepping into my workplace. It wasn't the same. Like I didn't feel the same about it. I, you know, I came in the first day and I walked in, clocked in. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna go home. <laughs> I don't want to be here. And that was the weirdest feeling for me because I had never felt that way about my job ever. And for me to have that like bad taste in my mouth, sort of thing, for lack of better words. Um, I had to be like, okay, God, what's going on? Because now that, you know, I'm coming back, maybe I was seeing things differently for a reason, you know, whatever God intended caused me to, you know, he was like, it's time to go. And I'm like, man, stop. <laughs> what are you talking about? He was like, it's time to go. And so every time I went into work, I felt, I felt something different. I felt like something's not right. Like things weren't gelling. I, you know, I didn't have the same attitude at work. Like I love what I do, but just being in the environment was just like, no, nah, I got to go. Mm. And so it was like a week after I got back from my trip, I was already back at work. I think that after a week, that weekend, I had the worst breakdown I'd ever had. And like, I was boohoo crying, eyes red shot, the whole nine screaming and yelling in my apartment and there's nobody here. And I'm surprised the cops, didn't, no the cops weren't called because <laughs> I was yelling at the top of my lungs. I'm like, what is going on? Wow. I said, I don't know what to do because I kept getting sense that I was supposed to do something, but I was fighting it so hard because I'm like, this is not what I know. <laughs> what are you talking about? And you know, when, when things started calming down and I could start seeing clearly, it was just like, boom, boom, boom. This is what I want you to do. This is when I want you to do it. This is da, da, da. Like literally he gave me the date that I was going to leave my job. He told me I, I, I need to put in my two weeks. I, you know, this is what we're going to do. And I was like, OMG. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, gosh. And you know, God speaks in, in different ways and in different ways to different people. And for me, it's, it's always been where he has to confirm in multiple ways or just give you peace about things, you know, or he'll just drop something in your spirit and you just kind of know. And it's hard to describe if people have never experienced God speaking to them in some way. So all I can say is that like the dates were made clear. You know, he told me exactly what to do. I even reached out to my mom and my dad. Um, and then my close circle of friends and just told them just to pray because I'm like, I don't know what God is doing right now. I just know that there's a shift about to happen. Next thing you know, I put in my two weeks, my last day came. And then I made the official announcement a couple of days after I left my job to say that I was a full-time entrepreneur. And it and it's been a, a, a journey ever since. <laughs> 
And that was actually in December. That was around the anniversary time of the business that I made the announcement that I went full time. So that was a little over a year ago, uh, starting year number four. So it's, it's man, the, the transition was hard just because, like I said, I didn't have a desire for me creating a business to begin with. So now the business has started because God was like, this is what I want you to do. And it was very fulfilling, but I knew that I still wasn't where I needed to be to really run this thing. And now you want me to go full time? <laughs> it's like, I wasn't ready. I knew I wasn't ready uh, from a natural standpoint. Like, you know how there are people who are entrepreneurs now that kind of teach and, and mentor and tell you, you know, you should have this, you should have that. I had nothing that I should have had to start this business full time. And I mean nothing. All I had was the fact that people wanted to order cake from me. That is about it. And so, you know, going full time was really challenging because it was a lot of things I need to kind of just, you know, step back and put in place before it continued to grow so much that I, I, I couldn't handle it. You know, so from a business aspect, I'm, I'm playing catch up, but God is teaching me through the whole process too, to say that you can start anywhere mm-hmm. and with anything, even if you have nothing. Yeah. And I was like, wow, Love that. <laughs> because it's about trusting him Ooh, fully. So, yes, that's, that's, that, that is so true. Um, that's the key. What would you say, Karen, um, from being, you know, you've been, you, you're now being an entre- in the space of being an entrepreneur, what, five, six mm-hmm. years now, you said mm-hmm. you're going in your second or third year is fully into this space. What would you have liked to known? Um, that you've learned over time as an entrepreneur, particularly in the food industry as a black mm-hmm. woman? Mm. Ooh, um, definitely um, uh, having uh, resources that, uh, knowing about resources that are available to us. Um, because I think if you're not surrounded by other like you to be specific to your question if you're not surrounded by other african-american women that are walking this thing along with you whether they're starting in the middle or have gotten to a successful place um you know you're kind of kind of in the ocean just trying to find your way and you're looking around there's so much there's the vastness of of what is out there for you is just it's overwhelming sometimes and you know, you, you want or seek direction so that way you don't go this way, that way, and waste a lot of time trying so many different things where, you know, you can have a path catered to you based on where you are, what you're trying to do, what kind of business you're trying to run, and go as, 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 and have a clear enough path that, you know, you're not wasting time making mistakes here or whatever, even though they're going to happen. But I think having, you are knowing people or, you know, allowing God to bring people to you that have knowledge, that is willing to share that, that, or have resources that, you know, you can tap into, you know, in order to help you build and help you start a business and help direct you on, you know, your mindset, how are you supposed to be thinking, you know, how are you supposed to plan all of that good stuff? That's something that I, I wish I had at the very beginning. Um, Cause of course, when I started, um, it was kind of just, I don't want to say a whim, but it just came out of nowhere for me, from my standpoint, God already knew. And like, you know, Terry and said, 
had already been preparing me from the very beginning with the different experiences that I've had to get me to this point. And so, you know, but from my standpoint, I'm like, look, I, I did not anticipate this at all. So when I started, I didn't have much direction. You know, Google is your friend. YouTube is my friend. You know, just different things that I would just sit down and just kind of look through and see what is out there. Um, but having, you know, having a core group of people that you can trust and that will reach out to you and, you know, or whatever, you know, that's beneficial. But of course, we know that that's not always, you know, something that's uh, available at the time when people start. The other thing would be um, uh, finances, of course, is huge. You know, people tell you, don't start a business until you have this and this and this. I say, yeah, I wish I would have started that way. Um, I know for my, I always tell people my story is unique to me. You know, that's not how God wanted me to start. Not to say that that's not, you know, correct or whatever, but it's just, it's more favorable when you're more prepared. However, if you're on God's timing, God don't work that way. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't work with, with what we consider our, you know, circumstances to be perfect or to be in a better place because ultimately, he wants to be involved. It's yeah. his will for us. He wants to be involved. He wants to be a part. And he is one of the main officers of my business. <laughs> He's the top head honcho. Love just, it. You know, I'm just the chief operator, you know, but he's he's the one that's over it and willed it for me. So, you know, there has to be some level of trust in him to provide a lot of the things that I didn't have. Yeah. And so that whole process, you know, for me, I, I'm glad it happened that way. But of course, if I'm, I'm encouraging other people, I said, just if you are a believer in God, you have to trust his timing. It's never going to happen on ours. It will always happen on his if you allow it. Yeah, so, I yeah. love that. I love that um, you're so you're so vocal about um, just your faith and, and, and that God is the one that's running all of this. I'm sorry, y'all, were you about to say something? Oh, okay. We got a man over here. Um, <laughs> um, and, and, and just kind of speaking of timing and for all of us right now, we're, we're all in this thing together right now as we're going yes, through the pandemic and our lives have been like literally put uh, on a halt and mm -hmm. we're living this new normal. And so, you know, my question for you is as a small business owner and fairly, you know, you're still pretty new in this. You've been doing mm -hmm. this for a couple of years, but things are still fairly fresh for you. Yes. How has this pandemic um, affected your business, if at all? Uh, well, definitely it has. Um, just like, you know, everybody else, uh, I can say one um, it has affected my business just because cake in no, a lot of respects is I not an essential item. Um, but God has given me peace about the fact. I know. They, hold on, here's the B side of that. Oh, <laughs> here's the B side of that. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> because this is how the first, my first impression was when this happened, you know, to kind of, kind of look, the whole situation in its face is that ain't nobody thinking about cake right now. That's what, that's how I'm seeing it. You know, mm -hmm. when it first started developing and stuff like that, like, wait a minute, like people <laughs> are fighting over toilet paper. They're not fighting over cake. They, they fighting over, you know, trying to get into the grocery stores and buy up everything, but they're not worried about, you know, ordering a cake from me. 
Ah, you know, nobody's in the cake. Ah, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm thinking, you know what? People are not thinking about celebrating anything. You know, that's, this is my thought process when stuff really started developing because I wasn't really trying to ignore it, but I wasn't trying to be consumed to be worried and frantic about what was going to happen or how it was how the business was going to run until it really got to where now people are, you know, definitely, if not required, definitely strongly recommending to stay at home. Nobody's, you know, prompted to go anywhere with businesses closing down and stuff, malls being closed, like general areas are being closed that people are being forced to stay at home. There's like, you really, there's nowhere to go, you know, unless you just walk outside. So, you know, for me, my thought process was, you know, I had to think, am I essential or am I not? Like I had to honestly ask that question for myself. And so every time an update came about as far as what they considered essential and whatnot, I had to look at the fine print and be like, where do I fall? Mm-hmm. Because I'm a small business. I'm not a storefront. I don't have a brick and mortar. You know, look at, you know, fortunately for me, that is the case because there's a lot of those that are small businesses that did have brick and mortar that are closed and may not be able to open. Yeah. You know, with everything going on, me doing it as a home-based business you know, I have some leeway with that, but however, people have to buy in order for me to survive. And with me being a full-time entrepreneur, that is my income. So, you know, I really had to pray. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I serve a God that I do just because I, I, I could, my temperament and my mental state could be very different at this point. Mm. And, you know, fear has, has not set in. Um, I, I'm thankful for my faith just because, you know, yeah. I've seen two, and I think that goes along with me starting the business, how I did, because I had to fully trust God from the very beginning. I had no choice. And so with that being said, it has helped me over time to trust him in things that I didn't even anticipate happening. So every time a challenge comes, I'm already predestined to trust him. Mm-hmm. But it always is always a level of trust that you can still go, you know, towards, you know what I'm saying? Even yeah. though I say I fully trust them, there could be a situation where it will rock me to my core and I still have to be tested. Am I still going to trust God in this? Yes. You know, based on what I see. And that's the situation here. I have to trust God that this is still his business. This is still his will for me. Mm-hmm. So just because we're in a pandemic doesn't mean that God has left me that he will stop providing for me or yeah. stop the business from growing, you know? And I, I tell people, I said, sometimes I think it's just his way of sitting me down so I could do the things I'm supposed to do. And I know that's the truth because there's a lot of things, like I said before, that I'm still trying to lay that foundation to make sure that, you know, as I, as things are built, as God leads me to grow, that certain things are already in place. And so when it comes to finances, you know, God has, has been totally faithful. You know, I do have little side gigs I do here and there. They are still fall in the essential category. So I do have some level of finances coming in. Um, God has also been faithful. I actually do, you know, have people that still order here and there, you know, so the business is still running. Um, I'm still doing what I can, you know, to stay essential, you know, in, in the sense of how they're terming it. Um, but, um, and also God has, has placed some awesome parents, 
in my life <laughs> that mm-hmm. fully support me, you know, and have been my backbone since I started. Um, because I know that if God hadn't placed them there, this business would not be here today. Um, so, you know, uh, I'm, I'm thankful and my only encouragement to people right now in this pandemic, especially for small business owners or entrepreneurs in general, if you don't have something that you're putting your faith and hope in, you better start now (laughs) because there are things outside our control that we would never be able to be prepared for and only God can see us through it. So, you know, but yeah. Well, I, I I was just thinking (laughs) when they, when, when God willing, when this thing is, when we're free and clear, when we're Mm -hmm. given the green light to go, Mm -hmm. I can only imagine like how business is going to like explode for you because yeah. uh, people are going to want to be celebrating just to be, you know what I'm saying? Just to be like, right. we can actually get together, be, be around people, celebrate all the things that maybe we didn't get a chance to celebrate while we were, you know, practice, you know, quarantined or social distancing and all those things. And right. just thinking of like all the, all the orders that are going to come in for you, like, My God. like mm. crazy once this thing, you know, blows over God willing. And is and you know, it's all in his perfect timing. And I just yeah. love how you keep your faith so strong and Ooh. steady, um, no matter what. I love that. That's so great. Awesome. Thank you. And I received that. Ooh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Ooh. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> So as we get ready to wrap, this has been such a, just your whole story, Karen, we appreciate you just being so transparent and open and walking, taking us along the whole journey and sharing the fullness of how you got to here. Um, um, But as we get ready to close, um, because I know people want to know, like, how, like, okay, so what is, first of all, we shared a little bit about some of your your top flavors, which is the red velvet cheesecake you made from a, from from a mother in law. Actually, it, the bottom was a red velvet. The top was what was it? Your strawberry shortcake, or was it a regular strawberry? Um, it's the same. Well, the cake part is the same recipe that I use for the crazy strawberry. But of course, we we kept oh, it just oh, the cake I part. I didn't even so, get the full so, yeah, stuff, and was. that one was off the chain. <laughs> That cake was the first one to go. People were licking it. He's like, hey, she put fresh strawberries in it. Wow. I did. I sure do. The cake is made with fresh strawberries because I make a strawberry puree. But I usually, like when I build that, because yours was just minus the cheesecake layer. Um, And I think I did put some of the crumbles on the outside, I think, on that one. Um, so you got a little taste of, of, of the combination of that, but I always put fresh strawberries yeah. in between the layers as well, you know, cause I, I love yeah, fresh Yeah, I'm just so. letting y'all know, mm-hmm. Jesus himself tastes <laughs> her cakes before she delivers. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> but I'm sorry. So the question, let me get back to my question. I ain't even Seller and also what's your personal favorite? 
Ooh, okay. Um, uh, for a while, uh, the red velvet cheesecake was my top seller. Um, not just because it was the first one to start, but just like you say, you know, when people tried it, they were like, OMG. So that was like the main one that was always selling, especially like the first year when I started. The second year um, uh, of me starting the business, somebody had tagged me in the picture for the, the strawberry shortcake cheesecake I do which is the one with the crumbles on the outside. So with that going viral on Facebook, it was just a random picture of somebody else's picture and they tagged me in it. So when I did it for a friend of mine for her birthday, which I caused a feud between two ladies because the first person, they're both friends of mine. So the one uh, friend asked me to make it for her birthday, but her birthday wasn't until the end of May. Well, the mutual friend, her birthday is actually coming up uh, this week. Um, is at the beginning of April. And so crazy me decided to try and make the cake because I hadn't made it yet, although I was planning to. I made a smaller version of it. I usually do a six inch size if requested. You know, if you don't like a lot of cake, I'll do a six inch size. And actually that's what's on sale right now uh, for $25. Um, the crazy strawberry uh, cheesecake, shortcake cheesecake, I made a small version for the friend that's birthday was in April. And uh, same friend that blasted the the slice of red velvet cheesecake put a picture of the strawberry <laughs> shortcake cheesecake I made her for her birthday. And I caused a feud between the two ladies because she was like, oh my God, you were supposed to make that cake for me. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, where did I just start? <laughs> so again, that cake, her post about this crazy strawberry shortcake went viral. And so for that year, that came became the top seller because everybody wanted it. And so usually it's between those two um, that are really like my top sellers um, uh, with, with everything else that I have on the menu. I probably make those the most. So I make sure I have strawberries in-house and red food coloring. <laughs> those are like the two main staples I must have because if I'm not making red velvet cheesecake, I'm making the strawberry. Uh, so that's what I would have to have now, as far as my ultimate favorite, oh, I would probably have to say the red velvet cheesecake is my ultimate favorite just because it has two favorites of mine put together. I already told y'all my ultimate favorite dessert is cheesecake, but then you put that together with a red velvet, a red velvet cake. Oh my God. <laughs> it is by far my favorite. So that's, yeah, that's, I that's what I would say. Because I, I'm feeling <laughs> that. I know people are like, this girl is just overdoing it. But now, you guys, that cake was amazing. And, <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Yes. Just, I'm, I'm just, okay. Do you have, for the people right now, if we're in need, and, you know, we're going to be, we found out we're in quarantine a little bit longer. Um, do you have a quarantine care package that you, <laughs> I'm actually working. I'm trying to put one together. I had, uh, I did a live video about a week ago and I mentioned it. Um, I just need to, uh, go full forward with it. So one side of it was, um, cause I already have the crazy strawberry shortcake cheesecake, a six inch size on sale. And I've had it on sale for most of the month. Um, I'm going to probably add some of the other signature cakes that I have added to that list um, 
uh, and probably run it through this quarantine season. So that's one side of it. But then I was like, but there's a lot of families, like the kids and everything that are stuck at home. And so, and I've been wanting to kind of um, add something to the business when it comes to, I guess, kind of like a catering aspect. So I, I'm, I've been trying to work on doing platters of like uh, bite-sized type desserts. I usually do it for like samples or if somebody wants a variety of different things. So I've done platters before, but I haven't fully advertised it. And so I wanted to put something together, like a family pack of some kind of just a variety of different things on a, in a platter setting. So I'm going to probably be rolling that out this week and run it through like to the end of April since that quarantine thing has been extended. Uh, so I'm probably going to, uh, not probably, I will be offering that. I just have to work with my, uh, my website lady, uh, my friend that does and manages my website so we can start posting that up and have the pricing and everything. Cause I had to work through all of that, trying to figure out, you know, how, where people are right now, as far mm -hmm. as, you know, financial and stuff like that, but, you know, provide something that is economical and fair and all that good stuff. And so, um, yeah, so that's what I'm working on this week and that should be up by the end of this week and be available. So definitely take a look out for that. I'm trying to make sure people go to the website because a lot of things that I try to post, I post there first. Cause I'm trying to limit my social media presence, yeah, not your, presence your in general, but just me being on it. <laughs> cause yes. Cause it, I, I had to back off because I spent a lot of time there and it's a distraction for me. So I've got stuff to do and I got to stay off it. Uh, so I try to only, I try to plan when I'm on it. I know people message and communicate that way. Um, but that's why I try to push the website and, you know, you can reach me by phone number, text or call. That's probably the fastest way to get me. Um, because I don't, I try not to pay too much attention to the notifications because I'll be on social yeah. media all day. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> so, I'm excited yeah, about this. So, and just quick thing, quick, well, two things. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned that, mm -hmm. um, your other, I know we've been talking about your cake, but you do other things too, from cook, from cookies to, um, I try to be a one-stop shop if I can, because people like I pay attention to what people order. So if you look at, you know, if you're trying to do like people are celebrating differently too nowadays, like birthdays are becoming a big, huge production. Not to say that in a negative way, but there's a lot to it now. Like people are renting out event spaces and inviting tons of people and having spreads and all of that good stuff, which I think is awesome right. because it's worth celebrating, you know, but from a dessert standpoint, it's changed the game. Like you're doing, yep. you know, tiered cakes now for birthdays. I'm like, I'm all for it. Whatever you want. I don't care, you know, or adding like tidbits, like cake balls and cake pops and, you know, just having themes and that kind of stuff. So I try to make sure that I know how to do a little bit of everything just so that way you don't have to have four or five different businesses that you're reaching out to. Not that that's a bad thing. Everybody needs business. Um, but if it's helpful to have one person that you can get a lot of that stuff from, it just limits the, the stress involved. And, you know, you know, you have everything taken care of and yeah. that good stuff. So yeah. the I other thing I was going to add mm -hmm. to, excuse me, is that you um, also deliver. So is that are you still doing I sure do. that now, especially right now? 
that's actually all I have offered. Uh, since the very beginning, I've always offered delivery service. Um, so I don't have pickup service available just because I'm home-based. And so I've always delivered. So I just had to remind people, and like, remember, we do have delivery service. And so um, I actually waived the delivery fee for now um, until further notice. I was starting off with two weeks, but since this quarantine thing has been extended, you know, I'm going to probably still continue to waive that until this thing is over. Uh, so, yeah, so I do deliver. Um, and I had to let people know, you know, just to reassure, because my, my side gigs involve delivering as well. Uh, so I am equipped with the, the tools, you know, to make sure that I keep myself safe as well as my customers and people I come in contact with. So I do have sanitizer. I have, I, I do have gloves. Um, I actually, um, got with a vendor friend of mine who is making masks. Uh, so I will have my own personal masks as well. And just to make sure that I'm doing my part, uh, just because, you know, it, it, it makes no sense to be out here if you're not trying to be careful and cautious and, and just mindful that, you know, people want to stay safe yeah. and away from this virus. And I do too, <laughs> no, trust me. These cakes. I don't want to be sick. <laughs> I'm not prone to being sick either. So yes. So um, as I tell people, as long as I am well, you know, I tell them, I like, if I'm under the weather, I will shut down in a minute because I come from a healthcare background as well. So I take it very seriously. You know, my, my, I, I care about people's lives more, sometimes more than my own. So, but I can't, I have to have balance. Yeah. I have to care for myself mm -hmm. so I can care for others. So, um, so yeah, I have delivery service available, um, for the quarantine period that delivery fee will be waived. Um, and then I'll have certain things cause now that it, you know, people are maybe reaching out or whatever, I wanted to make it easy for people to try different things as well. That's why I want to do the family packs, which will be a platter of a variety of different flavors of cake or cake balls and cookies and stuff like that. Or, and then you can get a six inch of, I'll, I'll pro probably have to come up with a list based on how I can get materials and stuff like that. So certain things may not be available just because of availability, but uh, most of my menu is available at this time. So um, I think the only thing, anything dealing with fresh fruits going to be yeah, yeah. on a case by case basis. So Mm -hmm. Other than that, yeah, I, I just want to make sure people have what they want because I know that I had a farmer's market this past Saturday and I realized that I, I actually did pretty good in sales just because people, I think, have or feel a sense of normalcy when they can have cake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is why you're you know, essential. You're essential, right? <laughs> Trust me, I, I, that's, that's, that's what got me that's to realize that. Especially right here in, in Dallas. The, I don't know about other states, but here in Texas, exactly. they made it where you can now get um, alcohol delivered. You know, so if yeah. that is essential, <laughs> yep. I'm pretty sure yep. you can throw cake in that category. Cake. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. And I was exactly. I was gonna say also yes that for our listeners who don't know she she does deliver, yeah. oh, but you yeah, have to be in the the, yeah. the DFW area, correct? Yes, okay. just the DFW area. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Else. People ask me all the time, so I say DFW area, and I mean that. Like <sighs> I, I'll go as far as Fort Worth, which I have. I have a few customers out that way. I'm going as far as Mesquite and, you know, DeSoto, all on that side, Dallas, anywhere, my car will take me. Usually, I, I, I'll, I think the max mileage originally is 50 miles. Okay, no. uh, I do have to cut off at 50 miles, but that covers yeah, a lot of whatever. area. So. Yeah. so I'm here for you. Hey, yeah. for us here in the DW sure area. <laughs> 
Sorry to everybody else. Sorry to this. Oh, goodness. All righty. Well, Karen, this has been awesome. We actually had so, so many other questions, but we are, you know, we want to be respectful of yeah. everyone's time at this moment. We've got children no. that are in school that are in the other room that I'm about to <laughs> tear some children up because they have been making uh-huh. noise and they know I'm in here recording. But anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, But anyway, um, we appreciate you so much. But before we go, we do have a couple of closing questions for you. So um, my first question for you, um, we always ask our guests, uh, what is their power word for 2020 and why? And so if you have one, would you mind sharing that with us? Oh, a power word. Um, The one I enter 2020 with was magnetized. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to a Smokey Norfolk sermon on his um, YouTube channel. And the lesson had to deal with how God, um, when he sends out his word or a message or his truth, it always comes back mm-hmm. to him. And um, just something about that message had to do with how I've been interacting with folks and just how God is drawing people to him. And the only way he can do that is through the person he's using. Yeah. And so it encouraged me to just keep doing what I'm doing and, and seeking God and, and, and knowing how to, to, to handle each day and, and, and with the people that I come in contact with. And so with that word magnetizes, you know, he's bringing people in my direction or to me for any given purpose, whether it's to speak a word, encourage, help, or whatever. I look at all of that because everybody that he's brought to me or in my circle or just in my presence, there's always been a purpose for it. You know, so I, I, I keep that in mind. There was a second word. Okay. It slipped me, but I can't, can't think of it at the time. But I think it had to do with elevation, like something, you know, going yeah. higher. Yeah. You know, so um, he's been just preparing me to go to another level. I just have to be, be obedient and do the things I need to do to be prepared for that. Cause Tyrion touched on it as far as, you know, when this pandemic lifts up and releases, God has things in store that he's going to open up and we have to be ready for it. Yeah. And so I, I truly believe it and receive that. So those were the two things. Yeah, yeah. Magnetize and elevate. Let's go. so karen um are there any works or any special things in store for 2020 for you and labor of love let's see um just a few things i've been praying for for this year um one i I really want to get into um doing more on the catering side uh just because um, I've been working a lot with some of my uh, customers that work for businesses and companies that are, you know, plan different things. So that's one avenue I want to get into uh, to be able to provide desserts and like even like doing dessert tables and stuff like that. Um, and then also just praying about building a, a, a side of the business that deals with weddings. Uh, I've always had the desire to do wedding cakes ever since I was a kid. 
even try to take classes and still do. I have courses that I'm working through to perfect the decorating part of it, dealing with fondant and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm just praying about how that's going to come about. And then the other thing, there's three things um, in trying to uh, stay mobile. I am praying and looking at financially how to um, get into a food truck uh, just because I, I sense that that's the direction I want to go in because I don't want or have the desire to do a brick and mortar. I never have and probably never will. And with me being a bakery, it's hard for brick and mortar bakeries to stay in business. Not to say that we're not essential, but you know, unless the demand is there, brick and mortar bakeries are not the thing these days like yeah. they were back in the day. Yeah. You know, so and I plus I love to move around. I like to be mobile. Like I want to be that truck that has that sound cake is in your neighborhood. Come hey. on. Get your cake. Like so I already see it. And even I have a vision board that I put on my refrigerator and in the middle of the picture is this food truck situation set up that I found in a magazine. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> that's, what, that's my truck. So that's just something I'm praying about as far as how that's going to come about. So those are the three things yeah, that I'm well, working on Let me on get my cash for carrying fun together. So when that truck goes through, I can just... <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of a food truck that was okay. just cakes, like right with a bakery on boy, are you on this? There's actually a few that I've come across that God has shown me as examples. Um there's but usually it's like cupcakes or something like that. I actually have not seen one like with actual like I do bunt cakes. Yeah. Bunt cake size or I'll do you know, I do cupcakes too, but I, I do a little bit of everything, you know, that are individual size, like when I do markets and stuff. So I just see that being possible doing it in a truck fashion. So I can do festivals. I can show up anywhere, you know, as long as I have all the documents to say I can pull up. So yes, you know, I'm excited for that opportunity. I'm, I'm looking forward it. to it. Uh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, man, oh. Well, we can get your melanated conversations um, live event together. We're definitely going to need you on location. Yeah. We need you to pull up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Please, please, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, for real, for real, this is our final question. Maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, Karen, could you just share with our listeners how we can connect with you? All right. So where I really want folks to be able to go to freely is the website. Um, my Myself and, and my website manager, Ms. Erica McIntyre, she is an awesome, awesome person and so creative. She actually was the one who built my website. Um, and we just work coordinate together on building it and knowing what we want to put on there for people to be able to see what we offer and, and what we're about. So definitely the website and that's www.laboroflovebaking.com. I know it's a little different than the name of the business is because the name of the business is already taken. Um, so I had to kind of switch it up and I'm okay with that. Um, so you can definitely go there. Uh, I know you ladies have been there already and seen mm-hmm. everything and we're still working on making it user-friendly where people can order. And so people can submit orders online. 
Um, there is a order tab or you can go and check out the sales tab. Every now and again, we'll have different sales that are running and an option to order those things. And so you can submit a form to order. Um, and Terry, and like whenever you're ready, if you have a specific cake uh, for one of your kids' birthdays coming up and you have a theme or pictures, there's an option to upload um, oh. and you know give a description of the type of cake that you want, size and all of that. And um, we'll go through getting a price quote, you know, for whatever you would like to order and that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll go and get that figured out. Sounds so there's good. different ways and information on the website for everybody. Um, and then I'm also available on social media. Uh, I am on Facebook. The business page is, of course, facebook.com. Um, I guess it's, is it forward, I think it's forward slash labor of love bakery. Okay. Um, that's the link for Facebook. Uh, Instagram, my handle is um, at LOL underscore labor of love bakery. Uh, and I try to post in both places. You know, I always post a schedule of where I'm at. Um, even though we are in quarantine season, there are certain things I'm still able to do. Um, the only thing right now that I have that I do consistently is a farmer's market. Um, the uh, organization, the organized market that I do on a regular basis is still able to uh, open up on Saturdays and Sundays at the Willow Bend Mall here in um, Carrollton slash Plano, Texas area. Uh, we're available on Saturday uh, from nine to two. Uh, Saturdays is the only day that I do consistently. I try not to do business on Sundays. I'm mm -hmm. actually closed on Sundays. Um, but if you're out and about and you need essential things, there are uh, usually there's a produce vendor out there. There's other food vendors like beef jerky. Uh, there's usually a honey vendor out there. Um, there is a uh, South, the salsa Texan. They do um, uh, tortilla chips, uh, different dips and salsas. They also do um, tamales and stuff like that. So there's different vendors that come out that may have some things you need. We also have a hand and body um, vendor. There's usually one or two out there that have soaps, lotions, shampoos and stuff like that. So if you need those types of essentials, there's usually a vendor for that as well. Um, it is an outdoor open air market. Um, that is what's keeping us being able to open. We're not enclosed. It is an open market outdoor. And uh, on Sundays, if you're out on Sundays, it is still at the same place at Willow Bend Mall from 11 to 4. Mm -hmm. uh, so Saturdays, 9 to 2, Sunday, 11 to 4, four but Labor of Love Bakery is only there on Saturdays. Is there any tissue vendors out there? <laughs> uh no actually <laughs> that would be nice but no, there are not <laughs> oh are y'all you can't find it um, anywhere actually right at, at this second of this call my husband just texted me saying he's about to go on a hunt um for some so we're <laughs> we have we have like a couple so rows of but we i don't want to run out instead of Instead of East End <laughs> hunting this year, we're going to be hunting for toilet tissue. To toilet paper, right. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that something? I tell you. Um, I noticed that eggs mm -hmm. are kind of low, too. So is that affecting you just by chance? Um, not at the moment. Um, I, I get my supplies from a restaurant supply store. Uh, so it's not open to the public. So for right now, eggs are accessible to me. Um, certain grocery stores actually 
um, the eggs that I particularly, or the brand that I particularly buy is in large quantities. So it, in the beginning, it wasn't one that was flying off the shelf because if you're buying for personal, you're not going to buy that many eggs at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as they're in a bulk package, normally I can still get them. But um, but yeah, I, I do. A, I have a restaurant supply store that I'm able to get my eggs from if needed. Walmart's been pretty good with having the size boxes that I like to get because I don't have that much refrigerator space. So buying them in bulk is not always wise for me, mm-hmm. just for space for space concerns. But uh, right now, there isn't too many things that I'm not able to get because of that. Um, there are certain things that I usually get at a local regular grocery store that um, may start getting harder to get, which is like the fruits and stuff like that that I use for certain cakes. Um, like with the strawberry shortcake cheesecake, I usually garnish with, uh, chocolate, uh, or yeah, uh, chocolate covered strawberries. I may have to X that out, uh, just because it's harder to get, um, fresh strawberries. Um, my produce people don't come out all the time um, that I usually buy my strawberries from. So unless I can get it, it'll have it on there, but most likely, most likely I'll have to X that part of it out. Um, but other than that, I haven't run into a shortage of anything that I normally mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We speak abundance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so Absolutely. much, Karen. Um, we definitely really appreciate you sharing your story and sharing your gift. Thank you. Walking into that. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was excited for the opportunity. I'd never done anything like this before. So I figured, <laughs> let me try something new. You know, I'm not, I'm ashamed of sharing my story. So I'm glad to do it. Well, that's what we're all about. Yeah. No, um, I just want to, again, like I said, just thank you. And, um, you know, here on the show, this is, uh, this is our mission is always to amplify the voices of black women, to share their stories, celebrate um, our successes in, um, in sharing our lessons. And we've done that. I, you guys, Mm -hmm. you know, just because we are quote unquote stuck in a house, does that mean that you can still enjoy the the great joys in life, which are the sweet treats? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> and I encourage all my um, people here in the DFW area to support Karen in Labor of Love Bakery. She is open for business. Um, and just mm-hmm. check out her website. We'll have everything linked into our show notes. So you can go there and, you know, if you're feeling really generous, you know, send a treat to a friend. Right. Cake gram or something. And Um, if you don't have one. Exactly. And if you don't have one, just send us a note and we can send your address where you can send. Right. Not a problem. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. We'll be your friend. I actually had uh, somebody do that. They hit me up on Instagram. A young lady hit me up and uh, asked me if I can make a certain cake. And I said, yeah, I can do that. She actually ordered it for her brother, whose birthday was recently. And he actually stays here in Dallas and um, couldn't leave or go home for his birthday, Mm -hmm. I guess is what they normally do. And so she ordered a cake for him to be delivered to him. So I was like, see, that's what that's about. I love that. (laughs) I so love that. So, um, yeah, definitely. If you even want to order for anybody, as long as I deliver, yeah, I get it too. So, good deal. Don't miss mm-hmm. your blessing. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Don't be blocking other people's right. blessings. Send somebody. That's a true. Check, okay. Send somebody. A yes. We'll work it out. Well, Trust me. Take care. It's got a blessing. Thanks so much as always for tuning in and, you know, hanging out with us. Uh, we enjoy Terry and I love what we do. If you know, you can't tell we really yes. love and really stand by awesome. our region and really amplifying us. So we thank you for being a part of this. Um, and, yeah. you know, okay. I guess that's it. Do you have anything else, Terry, before we go? Last word. No, just thank you. It was such a pleasure meeting you, Karen. Thank you so much for sharing yes. your story. Um, we are just so excited for you and all the things that um, are coming your way. Um, mm-hmm. And we, I will definitely be supporting here in a couple of seconds. So okay. <laughs> um, on their website as soon as we get done with this. But um, no, just thank you so much. It was an honor and a pleasure. Can't wait to officially meet you in person and uh, can't wait to taste some cake. Awesome. Awesome. And I just wanted to quickly add uh, the phone number for the business is 469-546-9284. Nine two eight five. You can call and text at that number. So if anybody needs to order anything, you can definitely reach me there. Um, the website, like I said, is is available. Um, there's a form on the order tab or even on the sales tab that you can click on a Google form and you can just fill it out and send it in, and I'll get back to you within 24 hours of receiving it. And just you know, um, it was my honor to to actually do this interview. I was so excited and. Um, I'm excited about what you ladies are doing. I think it's definitely needed and encouraging to even hear, you know, just, you know, people that are going and, and walking through this thing to be able to share what we've been uh, uh, tasked with and challenged with. And hopefully it'll help and impact other people as well. So Yay. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Appreciate that. Right. Well, you guys, um, this we're gonna wrap there, and until then, thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our chat today. Keep the conversation going by heading to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leaving us a review. Have a story of your own to share? Email us at info at melanatedconversations.com or connect with us on social media at Melanated Conversations. Till next time, keep raising your voice. voice.